When you're smiling. Hey, you. Bubbly sparkling water is crisp, refreshing, and perfect for any occasion. Kind of like my voice, but in a can. No calories, no sweeteners, all smiles. Bubbly. Crack a smile. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. For today's podcast episode, I'm going to be doing a little horror film review for Ready or Not. This movie came out last year, and it stars Samara Weaving, Adam Brody, Andy McDowell, Mark O'Brien, Henry Knizneri. I believe that's actually how you say his name. I'm not 100% sure. But this movie takes place in a mansion, and I love horror movies that actually takes place in a mansion because, really, we haven't really gotten that many horror films that actually starts out in a mansion or anything like that recently, unless you actually count maybe that Gilmore del Toro movie. But, really, we haven't really gotten into a lot of horror movies lately where it actually takes place in a mansion, at least from my understanding. But this movie only clocks in an hour and 34 minutes long, which is actually perfect. Samara Weaving actually plays a character named Grace. Grace is actually getting married to Mark O'Brien, who plays Alex. And for the very first time, she actually feels happy. She feels complete that she's actually with this family. And the whole thing is, she's also was adopted at one point in her life and going from foster home to foster home. So she never really had a family. So finally, when she winds up saying yes to Alex, she feels like her life is actually complete because she actually has a family now. But there's a one little catch. Uh, every night on the night of the wedding, they the family plays a family game. And because of the fact that their family actually owns a couple of games. And matter of fact, they, as matter of fact, their last name is La Dumas, I believe that's actually how you say it. But anyways, they actually own that industry whenever it comes down to board games and stuff like that. So when they actually play the play their games and everything, they actually have to draw a card. And based off the card, that's the game that they actually play. Well, there's actually this one card that she drew that they were hoping that... Well, at least Alex was hoping that she wouldn't draw. Because normally, it th- nobody has drawn this card in forever. And that card is hide and seek. So when she draws that card, Alex's mouth is just hung open in shock. And also knowing the aftermath of what's going to end up happening to her. To the, his new wife that he actually loves and cares for. And let me just tell you this. The horrified look on his face is just priceless. And then, of course... She's not understanding what's actually happening. She thinks, okay, what's so scary about hide-and-seek? What is so bad about hide-and-seek? Why are you acting so nervous? Why are you acting this way? And he actually explained it to her. You need to go ahead and hide. So she winds up hiding. And, of course, I love what they do. They actually put on this record in the mansion to where it's like a hide-and-seek kind of theme song. And it has a spooky, airy kind of thing to it, which is something that I really liked about it. Not only that, but they also play this game without any, of course, recording equipment or anything like that because they want to play it back in the day before security cameras were even invented. So, therefore, they wind up locking the house down to where she can't even leave. And, of course, the security cameras are also cut off. So nobody knows where she's actually hiding at or anything like that. They're going in this blindly. Then, of course, when she's hiding in this laundry chute, she winds up hearing one of the family members say, um, winds up telling the other family members that she actually has to, one of them has to kill her. So all of a sudden she realizes why her husband actually has that horrified look 
on his face is because of the fact that they actually have to hunt her. And also, too, there's also this myth in this family where if they don't sacrifice her before dawn, they all wind up dying. And, of course, you don't know if that's actually total BS or if this is actually a cult or anything like that. But anyways, that's actually what they actually put in there. And I'm going to get to that in a few minutes. This actually is going to be a non-spoiler review, of course. But, you know, so what does she do? What does the main character do? She winds up finding Alex. Alex actually knows all the secret... um, All the secret locations inside the house. All the secret passages. And he finally finds her. And then he pulls her in. And he tells her that... And by when I mean her, I mean Grace. Hey, look. I'm going to try and get you out of here. Because I don't want you to die. Because of the fact that if you wind up dying... You're... I'm not going to have anything left of you. Or anything like that. And I love you enough not to let you be involved in this. So, what does she do? She winds up... Hiding out in the kitchen area and stuff like that. And not only that, but what I also like the fact is, too, she starts off being scared. And you're actually being afraid for her because they're, the family members are actually trying to hunt her down. So you don't know if she's actually going to survive this whole entire thing through the whole entire night. And you're also not knowing if that's the whole entire thing that they actually mentioned was a hoax or not. But you're horrified because of the fact that she is being haunted by the family in this big old huge mansion, which she does not know any of the secret passages. She does not know anything at all. And that's actually something that I was even more fearful for because she doesn't know her way around inside this house. And then also, too, you actually have a couple of crazy rich people in this house that's actually his family members. So far in the film, one of the family members winds up killing two of the other family members on an accident because he's high on cocaine and everything. And that scene was actually pretty funny because of the fact that she didn't mean to kill them. But still, that actually ex-a-nay-nays. As a matter of fact, I'm actually going to use the word ex-a-nay-nay, which means actually axing her off. Axing those two characters off. To the point where she doesn't have to worry about those two other family members because the family member actually took out that other family member. So therefore there's actually less family members now that she actually has to go through. But another thing too, is the maid is in on this, on this game, the butlers in on it. The little kids are in on it. So therefore she can't really depend on anybody other than her husband to try and get her out of this. But another thing too, is that I actually have to say that I really liked was the Adam Brody character, Daniel, because Daniel is more of a down-to-earth, alcoholic type of guy that really wants her to survive this. But at the same time, he also realizes, too, that he, if he doesn't uh, do anything, if he winds up helping her, that's also on him, and the family's actually going to attack him for helping her. But there's actually something about Adam Brody that you actually trust in his eyes and the way that he actually talks and everything that he actually cares for for her. He also cares for his brother Alex and everything, and he wants her to be able to survive. But it's kind of hard to do that in the condition of this family, and this whole entire family is wacko. And also, too, I also like some of the stuff that they actually put into this. They actually put a lot of thought into this film, to the point where you can actually believe that rich people can actually do something like this. Where you, they actually hunt down people. And also too. I also mentioned 
the fact that she starts off where the main character actually starts off where she's actually kind of afraid for her life and everything. Grace is actually afraid for her life. But then as the movie progresses, she winds up embracing the fact that these people are going to kill her. So it's either killed or be killed. So what does she do? She winds up grabbing a weapon. She winds up finding ways of trying to kill some of these people. My favorite part, though, is when the butler and her, when they actually come face to face and everything. And there's actually a scene where she actually strangles him with one of her daughters from the wedding one of and everything that she actually cut off of her dress and she's over there strangling him with it and then there's also the whole entire thing back and forth where she's back in the house again and then she's back outside the house again and you it's just a back and forth game where you don't know how this movie's actually going to end for her but by the time this movie actually wraps up it wraps up really good towards the end of it but Another thing, too, that I actually want to mention, too, is the camera angles. When you actually see her go into the bedroom, the secret um, the secret passageways, thanks to Alex, when you see her actually go into the secret passageway, as she's going into that secret passageway, you actually see the other family members actually exiting out of that room. So it shows you how much of an edge of a movie this is on the edge of your seat because of the fact that you think that she's actually going to wind up getting killed right then and there. And that's what I loved about it was the fact that it was a smart movie. It knew what it was. It knew what it was actually setting up to be. And of course, you know, you can't go wrong with a movie where you're actually having to play hide and seek in a big old huge mansion. I also like the idea and concept of them turning off the security cameras. Of course, Alex actually has to try and turn them on so that way he can actually tell his wife where to go otherwise she's gonna she's going in everything blindly so I like that aspect and then all of a sudden when you think that you're about to trust somebody they do a complete 360 and it's mind-blowing because you're not even expecting it to go that way and then they turn this horror slasher movie into something else by the end of the film and usually it would take me out of it on what they actually did towards the end of it but considering the fact they actually mention it at the very beginning of this film, it makes me feel like that it was actually needed for this film. It didn't take me out of it because they actually mentioned it. So therefore, with them mixing it up between a horror slasher film into something horror, something satanic, was actually something that actually makes sense for the movie and the premise itself. So for them to do that, it did not take me out of the film at all. I felt like it was actually needed. The gore actually served a purpose rather than it just being there to glorify gore. And that's something that is a big issue with me. I don't like gore for the sake of it actually having gore. But they actually end up having gore because of the fact that it is in, to involve and amped up the whole entire plot of the movie so if it's there for plot purposes i'm all for it but if it's just there to be there i'm not all for it i don't really care for a lot of gore so that's another thing too that it has going for itself and of course like i said this is a great not a great film but i'm also going to say this if you're expecting layers to these characters and everything you're not going to get them they're very paint by the numbers kind of characters as well no one really has a lot of layers to them unless you actually count uh, maybe a couple of the other characters in this film because I don't want to say who it is or anything like that because I don't want to give anything away. But 
this this whole entire movie is actually perfectly well done and perfectly well executed. Something that I was not expecting from Ready or Not. Because I remember watching the trailers for it and I'm like, eh, I don't really think that this movie's for me or anything. Then all of a sudden, HBO Max actually has this movie ready to stream. And whenever I went on ahead and watched it, I actually enjoyed the originality behind it. I like the fact that they actually used the mansion as a way to actually try and make the story make sense and not only that but there's even a crossbow in this film like an ancient crossbow that they actually have to try and bring her down with there's different types of um artifacts and stuff like that that they try to use that to try and kill her it's just total chaos and it's total nonsense but behind the chaos behind the nonsense it's actually a great movie i strongly recommend that you guys actually check this film out this film is probably one of my favorite films that came out back in 2019 as far as horror goes but you guys need to check it out if you haven't checked it out make sure you guys do um this is gonna be it for my review i know this is kind of short but still i'm gonna probably gonna have another review up tomorrow sometime i want to do a james brown get on up starring chadwick boseman i want to do a review for that tomorrow so i'll probably have that up tomorrow and then after that, I don't know what else that I have planned out for as far as the show goes or anything like that. But just sit back and relax and see what happens. So, I also interviewed a independent uh, comic book creator tonight. As a matter of fact, his name is actually Quentin Br- uh, Bennett. And I actually interviewed him tonight and... You guys can actually catch that interview on YouTube, and then as soon as it's actually uploaded over to YouTube, I'm going to convert that into audio format. So those of you who actually love my audio formats and stuff like that, you guys are going to be able to get that soon. But just be patient with me and stuff like that because the video has not actually been finished processing or anything like that for me to actually do the converting part. But that's going to be up pretty soon for you guys to be able to enjoy. Another thing too is if you guys want to donate towards the show, you guys are more than I'm more than glad for you guys to do it. I understand during this part pandemic and everything that you guys might not be able to, which is perfectly understandable. But this is just something to actually donate towards the show to keep the lights on and movie loves unite to be able to um, let me do giveaways to be able to have better recording stuff for the show and everything as well. You guys can actually go ahead. Go to buymeacoffee.com slash unite And always until next time, bye-bye. Hey guys, John DeGorio here. I just wanted to go on ahead and take a few minutes to talk about something real quick. And that is the fact that one of my friends, Christian Obrey, actually has a little business that he actually does. And if you guys are getting into podcasting, I strongly recommend that you guys actually check him out. Matter of fact... I'm actually going to post his link to his webpage below in the description notes. But if you're looking for a guy that is really good at making your sound sound perfect, it's clear. The volume levels are just perfect. And also, too, the balancing between making your audio sound professional and everything as well. Check out Christian Aubrey. I'm going to tell you this. He did, he did a couple episodes for me and everything and his stuff is very affordable he's fantastic at what he does and there's nobody that i would actually trust with my podcast than him and i wouldn't be putting it out there on the podcast or anything like that if it wasn't true christian does an awesome job of what he does 
He's a van- he's fantastic with the sound, the levels, everything he does. So go on ahead and make sure you guys check him out. As a matter of fact, you can even email him at ChristianObrey001 at gmail.com if you want more information. Or you guys can go on ahead, click on that link that I'm going to have in the description notes and everything so that way you guys can go ahead and send in your uh, sound clips or whatever else that you want to actually talk to him about and he'll make your sound quality perfect and everything to the point where it actually sounds like it's in a studio. So, with further ado, check that out. And also, too, thank you again for making Movie Lovers Unite what it is today after being on the air for a year. It just means a lot to me from the bottom of my heart that you, the fans, love listening to my show. You guys are fantastic fans. Thank you to all, everybody that listens to this podcast all over the world and everything. I really do appreciate it. I never would have thought in a million years that anybody would be listening to my big mouth talk about movies or anything like that. But anyways, I'm gonna, uh, this is going to be it now. Go ahead, check out Christian Albury, and until next time, bye-bye.